Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Perloff has been dying to get a takeout about Deion Sanders. We will do that. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff for two more days here in the afternoon before we go to mornings on CBS Sports Radio. But Perloff, you're chomping at the bit about Dion and the Colorado Buffaloes, the no, big no. showdown against USC it's this not, weekend. It's not a take, it's a warning. Oh, oh I'm sorry. A warning. It, just be careful. If you're on the streets of Colorado, of Boulder, be careful because you're going to be people jumping all over the place off the Colorado bandwagon. Oh, that massive... No. Oh, it is going to be... It's going to be an exodus like you've never seen. Uh, the 12 million viewers. Biblical? Yeah, everyone is going to get tired of this Dion story. Uh, because Dion has raised the expectations so high. At a certain point, all these new fans are going to be like, well, wh- why am I getting so into this if they're not a competitive team? So they have to be a competitive team. And when I say competitive team, this is Dion. Dion has raised the bar. If he's not going to win a title in the next five years in Colorado, then what are we doing here? What, what's the point of all, all this attention and all this hype? He has set a very high bar, and I think that that's a very dangerously high bar because it's hard to win a national title. Okay, but you have other coaches who are all-time coaches who yeah. we respect, who we think are great, who have not won national titles. Not in college football. Who? Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Ryan oh, Day, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Brian Kelly, there Ryan guys- Day, Ryan Day is in big trouble in Ohio. Big trouble. State. They just won a Notre Dame. And Stu's wearing his Irish T-shirt today, Stu. So I don't know why you're doing that, but anyway, I, I just think support the team. <laughs> well, at least those, okay, those, those guys, guys are good coaches. They got who are to life a national title games, except okay. for Harbaugh. Okay, those are good coaches who are lifer coaches and guys who have built respectable programs and just because they haven't won a national title doesn't mean that people don't think they're great coaches. Are you seeing a national Lincoln bandwagon? Riley is another one. Is Ryan Day leading every single sports center today? Are people all talking about, let's tune in for Ryan Day? Well, no, he keeps this, calling out Lou Holtz. <laughs> this, uh, well, that was actually pretty good, Ryan Day. <laughs> but I'm just saying, all this whirlwind of excitement around Dion, I think, unfortunately, it calls for a lot of success. The Fab Five in Michigan, they've been yeah. compared a lot to the Fab Five a culture-changing program in the early 90s in Michigan. They made it to two national titles in the two years of the yes. Fab Five existence. So Dion has and to have that win, kind of... Say, and then we it, still talk yeah. about them 30 years later. Okay, D, let me let me amend my take. Dion has to get to at least the final four. Uh, well, it's going to be 12. Yeah, no, oh, but no, he's got to... He's got to go... He's got to get to the title game. Win, win games in the college and football. And even so, I don't think the 12 is a guarantee because we don't really know what this program is. I mean, I think he has a great chance. He's got a lot of advantages. 
But Going I do to the think Big twelve next year. I just think that he talks such a big game that he's got to deliver a big game. So I think in the short term, if they get blown out by USC, which I don't think is a guarantee at all, if they get blown out in the short term, I think the interest is going to fall fast. I think that bus is going to empty out quickly. He'll still be very interesting, yeah. but I don't think the the celebrity list that we have for this week's game. I don't think it'll be anything like that at the end of the season, unless they keep winning. Because I think those three that three and zero start is what really kick this into high gear. Yeah, it's like the best thing that could have happened to them, but maybe the worst because now the expectations are so high. But I, I still think you're going to get the celebrities. First of all, Dion's a cultural phenomenon. He has been since he played. A two-sport athlete at that high level, how he was high-stepping, had his own dances, like all of the stuff that we've been watching Dion. Basically, my whole life, Dion Sanders has been a famous person in my life. He already brings that with him, which is the baggage that he calls Louis Vuitton, Right. That he brings to the program. So there's he's always interesting just on, on his own. And now changing this culture at Colorado, I don't think there's like a clock that's ticking on Dion. I think he's forever interesting because there's so many different ways that this story can play out. It could just be success at Colorado. It could be him going to a bigger program. I mean, take it over at Alabama. Take it over one of these bigger at Texas A&M. Who knows? It could be the NFL. It's not inconceivable he could be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, we have no idea where this is all going to go, and that's what still makes this interesting. Meanwhile, I know Shador is getting knocked around and has taken 22 sacks so far in four games, and that is not good. They have to keep him upright if they have a prayer against USC, which most likely, you know, USC is the number one scoring offense in the country. Caleb Williams is on a heater right now, and if they have a prayer, Shador's got to be upright. I think Shador still does go to the NFL, and we watch him on the next level. Yeah. Like this, this we don't know how this is all going to end with Dion. First of all, I think he's crazy if he leaves Colorado. Why would you leave this? It's it's he's shown that Colorado is a perfect place to attract Hollywood talent. It's really close. <laughs> Everyone, it's the hottest like state in the country. One of them in Tennessee, basically. Uh, I think Colorado's perfect. He's going to the Big 12. Do you know how easy it is to get to the playoffs out of the Big 12? Oklahoma did it for a decade. Yeah. And then they got, you know, basically boat race once they got to the Final Four. But Dion's going to kill those. He will not leave Colorado. Why would you go to the SEC? Why Why would he do that? Why Why get jump into that pool when you have your own pool that you completely own? Uh, money. <laughs> I mean, money. I don't think he can. No. Like, I, I don't know. Colorado, when they signed Dion, yeah. even said, like, they're like, do you have the money? They're like, we don't have it yet. We'll have it. Like, hey, can I pay you next Thursday? Like, that was the sort of vibe with Colorado where, can you imagine, like, A&M? They could basically, if they wanted to, they could pay Jimbo Fisher $80 million to go away. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just saying, if if they if he goes to A&M, then it's just going to be another setup for disappointment because I just that'll that probably— for No, it's a great yeah. for instance. I honestly think, I think they should watch A&M carefully because A&M could steal their offensive coordinator— any day now. I, that's what I'm. It's Bobby know. Petrino now at A and M. Well, I'm just saying. Once they fire Jimbo, Sean Lewis oh, yeah, is going to yeah. look that's awfully true. attractive at Colorado. Yes. He's so, going to get a bigger job. Well, I wonder. Or, but there is a loyalty to Dion. I think Dion's got a great formula here at Colorado. I don't think he needs to change this at all. But I do think that he's bringing in all these fans who who probably aren't the world's biggest college football fans just be, who are going to be like, well, we're going to win a title. Like Dion's the best, right? So we're going to go eleven and one and be in the title game. I do think there are some fans like that who don't quite understand what a five and seven season could do to all this. Okay. I, I think that if we're talking about people who now just love Dion or love yeah, what yeah, Colorado's yeah. doing, I'm not going to call those people casuals. I don't think that's right because they could be big-time college fans. I'm going to call them bandwagoners, the people who have jumped on the bandwagon. 
I think they're on it for what Dion represents. I think they're on it for a guy who came in and turned around a program and a culture right away. And somebody who is doing things a bit differently. And I know Dion says, I'm old school, I'm old school. Well, depends on your definition of old school. And he has a certain flash and panache and confidence about him that inspires hope clearly and that people want to follow. Right, and, but the, and I think those people aren't leaving. Well, I disagree. And here's why. Because you can't say all those things. And I don't think this is definitely going to happen. But if you're four and eight, you can't say, you better catch me now. Like, you better catch me now before I figure this out. Is only going to work for so long. Like, you have to have yeah. a strong winning record at some point or all those words are going to ring hollow. Well, I guess here's the question and the rebuttal to that. I think Colorado, he's made Colorado a appealing destination. Sure. He's already shown he'll go into the transfer portal and he'll turn over the whole team. Right. Don't you think that he's going to continue to have all this great talent that's going to want to come to Colorado? I think yeah. he can figure it out. No, they could be really good, but I think this formula of turning over the whole team is not necessarily easy to win a title doing that. Like, you have a lot of new guys. I I think that it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this. Like, is he going to build an offensive line and defensive line? You can't get 70 new players every year no, and no, build no. anything. No, I know, but it's going to be really weird. So the other thing, too, is college football is a very reactionary sport. Other teams are going to, like, try and replicate his formula, too, and go heavier. I mean, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, but they don't have, brought, like, the panache. That... Well, I mean, USC brought in a gigantic recruiting class, uh, yeah, transfer class. because Lincoln Riley had a high profile. Right, and it only worked to a certain extent. It's, it hasn't been proven that you, yet, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but you can't necessarily bring in 70, <laughs> 70 transfer portals and have an instant team. So there's I, no excuse not to try now. Well, George, I mean, I don't. Georgia definitely uses transfers, but I don't think they. You know, it seems like there there's a mix. You have to build a team as well, and also Dion will be the first to tell you. You clearly have to build the trenches. I'm not sure that that's necessarily. I think a transfer portal. I think a wide receiver. I think a Jordan Addison. Yeah. I think of Travis Hunter. I don't really think of like the meat and potatoes thing. Whatever Georgia's doing. Like, that's the thing. Like, as good as he gets, like, is he going to be able to beat Georgia? Is he going to be able to beat when Alabama figures it out? Is he going to be able to beat Ohio State and Michigan? Like, there's a, there's a lot of mountain left to climb. And I feel like some people act like Dion's already at the top of that mountain. Well, I think Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach, my ducks, of course, as I'm on the bandwagon this year for Oregon, picked a heck of a year, by the way. Uh, Dan Lanning, I thought, summed it up when he – talked about Dion's impact, and this is after the game, after they beat them 42-6. to I'm also grateful and, and can clearly acknowledge that the attention that we got this Saturday, in large part, was due to Dion and what he's doing to college football. And if anybody can't see what he's done for college football and how he's bringing excitement to college football, you're crazy. Um, he's done a lot for the game. He's, he's building something over there. I think that's really, really clear. The dude's the king of the sport right now. And so anything about transfer portal or he's going to have the pick, I think people are are really they're buying what he's selling. Clearly, do you and really do, when you say he's the king of the sport, what does that mean? I think that he, if you had all the coaches in one room, like a big coaching convention for college football, I think Dion's the most popular guy in that room. Definitely, but does that make him the king? Yeah, I do. I think the king of the sport is whoever's holding that glass egg. Is that what they have? Oh, that uh, crystal football. Yeah, I they think, don't have that anymore. I think there's a reason Nick Saban is, you know, Nick Saban because he has multiple ones of those. I honestly, Dion might be the most popular. He's certainly going to be the most covered, but I think that doesn't. It's different. You got to win a title. 
I mean, Coach K is not Coach K because he's got a funny last spell. Like, <laughs> you got to win a title at some point. And I think Dion, when I say the clock's running, like, Dion's got to, he keeps raising the bar, raising the bar, raising the bar. At a certain point, like, this has got to work. I mean, Fab Five, if you want to make that comparison, they made the national title game the first two years. That's yeah. incredible. Is Dion anywhere close to that? No, but they didn't win. Yeah, they, but so they made what? the title I mean, game. They didn't win. Making and- the national title game in college basketball, Dion, his team might be 500. Who knows? Brian Kelly got to the national title game yeah. with Notre Dame, and they got destroyed by Alabama. Right. People still love Brian Kelly. He's still right. got a hundred million dollars to go to LSU. Like, yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh went to the college football playoff and lost to TCU. People still think it hold him in, in high esteem. Jim Harbaugh had to take a pay cut in Michigan just within two years. Two years ago, Jim. Yeah, they're in high esteem, but. Brian, I wouldn't say Brian Kelly is anywhere near what Dion is right now. No one's like, oh my god, I can't wait to see what Brian Kelly says. He next. was the flavor of the month last year, though. I mean, he was Flamey like, he was okay. It was the high profile Everyone, guy who switched programs. You're the you're the head coach of Notre Dame for over a decade. You are a huge deal. Everyone knows Brian Kelly's a good coach, but there's not there's nothing in common with Brian Kelly's stature and what Deion Sanders is doing well, right now. Of course not, because Brian Kelly didn't play in the NFL and Major League Baseball. And yeah, I mean. I, I don't think there's a real comparison there. What Dion's doing is unparalleled in college football coaching. There's never been anything like this. And no one's ever come onto the scene like that. So, yes, he's the most popular in the room. But at a certain point, he's got to be the winningest. That's, I mean, Jerry Jones is the most popular owner. He hasn't won a Lombardi in 26 years. So I think that is, and at a certain point, people and he will still stop. Has all li- the power. Stop, but people will stop listening. Actually, that's a, that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> you're proving, everyone you're proving my point on that one. Right, but Dion, Dion talks like he's going to win it all. He really does. Like, and he, do you believe in that? He believe, and he believes for sure that he's going to win it all. If he was sitting here right now, he would say, "Maggie, you're wrong. I have to win a title in three years, or I'm going to be disappointed in myself." He is. He's got his eyes on the prize, and he's telling everybody about it. That's why he has to do it. I think is the poll question today: Is the clock ticking on Dion to win a national title? Well, I think At it, Maggie and Pearl. No, I think you have to be like, if Dion doesn't win a national title within five years. Is he a success or a failure? There you go. Samter, you got that? All right. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Yes, Now, just to clarify, is this he has to win a national title within five years at Colorado or just in general? Uh, I think in general. In ge- I would go in general. I don't know why. I mean, I, I assume he'll be in Colorado in five years, but he may not be. He definitely will not be in Colorado. Colorado has a lot of advantages. You want to do extended show bet? What <laughs> five year show bet? Where would you leave? <laughs> I thought the I do, was extended way. enough. Why would he leave Colorado? This is like his. It's like a playground for him. It's perfect. Money, <laughs> money is why people do things like this. Honestly, I think he's bringing so much money. I mean, I watched. Um, I was watching Football Sunday. He was on nine different commercials. Like I don't. I think he's turned this into a marketing goldmine. Yeah, but he's getting paid half of what Brian Kelly's getting paid now. But give it, give it very little time. I mean. Brian Kelly's where at LSU. Why would LSU, I know their football brings in a lot, but Colorado, they couldn't find the money. I don't know. Finding $100 million, you really need to lean on the alumni and all of that. It's, yeah. I, it's University of Colorado. What? It's a lot bigger than, I mean, it's huge. I know it's huge, but how deep are the pockets? Can they actually compare to a Texas A&M, to some of the richest programs in college football? I don't know that they can. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, you're welcome to weigh in on Dion. we got a lot more to do today, of course. Massive game tonight for Jordan Love against the Detroit Lions. We've got that for you. 
Again, 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff with you on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. I have, by the way. I've done some work. I've been Uh, on the recruiting trail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If Shador Sanders does go to the NFL, I have their next quarterback. Oh, good. Because I'm assuming Dion gets the choice of anyone he wants in the country. (laughs) Yeah. Who's not? Sorry. Now, Arch is not going to go to Dion. I think Arch... Committed to oh, that's these, something. No, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But okay. his backup, Malik Murphy, I think could be even better than Arch. He was a huge four-star recruiter. I think he was a 10th quarterback. He's just going to be sitting there at Texas. So I think that I've already scouted it. He'll fill in for Shador. And Dion, by the way, I was saying negative things about Dion in the last segment, meaning yeah. he's got to win a title or it's a bust. I saw him do this thing. He's been getting all his players into national ads with him. So he yeah, has a cheat like code his on kids. The, well, not only that, he put a running back into an almanad who's not his kid. So he's got this NIL cheat code so he can build this amazing team. I'm not doubting that. The problem is that I stated is that Dion has set up this system now where he's kind of got to win a national title. Otherwise, how long can he talk like this? Yeah, see, I think other coaches have are known as prestigious coaches in college football who have not won titles like Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day and Brian Kelly, and they're big figures in the sport. They run huge programs. They get paid tons of money. And, yeah, there's pressure on them to win, but just like everyone else. I don't. I think Dion's just like kind of like everyone else in that sense. Brian Kelly's out there telling everyone, you better catch me now. Or uh, <laughs> you know, What are you talking well, about? Well, when he's not faking accents, you know, maybe he's talking tough. Uh, <laughs> I love that he's putting people well, in almond ads. <laughs> <laughs> Some, if things he's don't put work. the running back in an almond ad. If things don't work out at LSU, Brian Kelly could get the Colorado job after Dion leaves. <laughs> then he'll try and do his Dion impersonation. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Chris is in Michigan. has got a thought for Dion. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, love the show. Thanks for having me on. 
I'm excited for when my alma mater, the Michigan State Spartans, steal away Deion Sanders just as they did Mel Tucker and then ruin his career. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't think – you know, Chris, thank you so much for the call. I, who touches Michigan State right now? Can I make a suggestion? But this was all Mel Tucker. Like, if, no. if this is all these allegations no, and stuff no, – I no, disagree it's, with that. It's rotten. No, no, it's that program. It's like they clearly do not do good character checks on their employees. No, but Tom Izzo is running a good a good side of the program. I mean, not it's publicly embarrassing. There's no good side of college basketball. Well, I mean, because <laughs> you and that I doesn't exist. And a lot of people now know how the sausage is made, but there hasn't been public scandals unless I'm not remembering something no. with Michigan State basketball. Well, that's a good point, but still, there's it's definitely a disgusting program. I mean, it's they honestly like I've read columns that they should shut it down and. I don't know what they're doing there. But I, I, my only suggestion is when they bring in a new coach, it has to be about character, character, and character. Wasn't it about that with Mel Tucker? It wasn't? I don't know. I no, mean, I think everyone a, says that. No, because he was winning a lot of football games. I think it was, oh, this guy can coach. He can recruit. We want him in here. I don't remember. I, I actually don't know why they brought him. Mel Tucker, I know he was a hot candidate. Yeah, he definitely was a hot candidate. But I don't think it was because of character. I think it was because he can win a lot of football games and he can recruit. Yeah, and I think that's that's always going to be part of it. I, I, I mean, normally that's the only – that's it. There's no other part. I'm saying they should t- pay attention to the other part here. And, you know. Clearly. I was going to say bring in Tebow. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Could even Tebow cleanse the – I don't know. Like, like, I don't I, think so. I don't want to bring in – who is the one person in sports that you fully trust it does not have any skeletons in the closet? Man, Tebow's a good one. Well, I don't know, though. Tebow, who knows? We no, never know these. We never know people. You never know people. You never know people. That's why it's hard to do. This I'm be telling you, the number one person I would have said this person is unassailable yeah. as far as their character, if you had asked me this two years ago, would have been Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun, exactly. Interviewed him to, twice, came away with the highest opinion of him possible, and look Wait, what's going on in his personal life. Who is the sport's most unassailable character? I mean, hmm. Warwick Dunn built all those homes. Uh, I mean, can we say Peyton Manning, but he had some issues at Tennessee. Well, and also, like, there were some suspicious packages that may have arrived at his house addressed oh, yeah, to yeah, his yeah. wife that had. Uh, well, I was going to say the Walter Payton Man. It's called the Walter Payton, Payton Man yeah, of the so Year. Walt- and then there's the this book about Walter Payton and all the things that happened with him. Right. Is Travis so- Kelsey up there? No. no. <laughs> I mean, come He's on. Fine. Guy- He's fine, but no. He's- no, I'm talking about. Like who's like a man, a, a perpetual man of the year kind like of like JJ Watt. I'd be surprised if JJ had a lot of skeletons because he's been on camera every day since he fell. <laughs> like where is he hiding them? You know who I feel like is a really genial person is like Jerome Bettis. Oh, the bus. Who is the doesn't best. love Bettis? Well, he just accused the Patriots of cheating. Yeah, who doesn't love that guy? I love him. <laughs> Did you know he's from Detroit, by the way? <laughs> and that's crazy. They had the Super Bowl there. Oh, know, my goodness. He was there. So I know. It's like Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Do you know Jerome Bettis and Carol Perloff once had a 25-minute conversation in the green room of the Dan Patrick show? <laughs> I, come back I thought now. you were going to say a fling, and I was no, like, no. whoa. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> Maybe I Jerome Bettis is not on a sale. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I do. I know. I come back in the break, and they're in a deep conversation. I'm like, my mom is talking to the bus. <laughs> he is the nicest man. But actually, that... Yeah. You know who is like, um, uh, like Archie Griffin. These guys are, but he's a little older at this point. Yeah, I mean, listen. If you're a coach, 
you're a born liar. I mean, you're recruiting. You're going out to homes and saying that my team's the best. You're going to get playing time. <laughs> yeah, two lies. Can't, two can't, lies. can't put a coach on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but we're trying to hire a coach from Michigan State. Yeah, but State. we got to think outside the box. Okay. It's got to be someone who comes from I the outside. I just can't see Mr. Mr. Jacksonville, Florida, Tim Tebow going up to Michigan State. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like, he doesn't Does he feel like a, a winter big, coach. Yeah, he does not feel like a Big Ten coach. Can you go shirtless as a Michigan State <laughs> coach and run in the rain like that famous Jets? Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, we'll find we'll find the perfect man here. Who's got the unassailable character who could take over Michigan State? And by the way, Andrew I don't... Luck coming out of retirement. I, he's go... doing some coaching. He's like ride a bicycle over there. Yeah, w- with the uh, army uniform on. Yeah. Does Michigan State call Dion? By the way, I think everyone's called Dion. I, no, I know, but do they call him? Not, obviously, like like I think literally right now. I bet they've back channeled to call Dion. I don't know. Are they, are they really out looking for a new coach right now? And Dion, is that a program that can bring it? Hey, you got to make we have the Mel phone Tuck. call. Mel Tucker's in a seven-day period before we can fire him. You want to come here? I don't know if that's the perfect timing on that phone call. I mean, if you're really forward-thinking, the moment that Brenda Tracy brings the allegation against Mel Tucker, which was December of 2022, I'm on the phone. Is there anything about Michigan State that – Leads you to believe they were forward thinking in that Absolutely situation. Absolutely not. No, they're not forward. They're not <laughs> they're even forward. good they reacting. Were, they were head yeah. in the sand thinking. They're yeah. like, this is nothing. Mm. Maybe anyway, whatever. I don't know what's. There's so happen, many though. good. There are you know we 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 make fun, but there are so many good people in sports. I just am having trouble coming up with all no, of them no, no, right no. now. We're not talking, about a, good, we're not talking about a good person. We're talking about somebody that we're so certain yes, has no skeletons in their closet. And in the college sports world, it's hard. When you think of college football coaches, what do you think of? Scandal left, scandal right. Yeah. I mean. Who's the good guy? It ain't Urban. No. <laughs> Although Michigan State, if they could get Urban Meyer, I would say go for think it. Think about with Urban Meyer. All the stuff that's out there, imagine what's still hidden in the closet. Wait, what's that? I mean, I know about it. he was caught with another woman on camera. No, but... no, but I'm saying like all the stuff that happened at Florida and stuff like uh, that. Imagine yeah. the things that we never heard about. Oh, yeah, but I don't blame Urban Meyer for all that. I mean, this is you're running a national. How do you think you make a national champion in college football? I watched a documentary on the 99 Florida State Seminoles, by the way. Bobby Bowden, one yeah. of the great coaches of all time. Uh, met him a few times. Very nice man. Yep. That team was so good, and that was built with so many characters. I'm like, oh, my God. If these guys were good right now, they would be the front-page news every day. I mean, they're getting arrested left and right. They're yeah. saying these unbelievable like, – you know, that's where Dion came from. It's not a surprise. It's, so college sports always always has this flirt with danger aspect about it, I think. Yeah, but on the flip side, I think that the players are more polished than ever. I mean, not yeah, all of them. I agree not with that. all of them. Obviously, there's major exceptions here with guys who are still behaving badly, but – I mean, dudes are, some of them are, like, you You and I got a chance to talk to B. John Robinson a couple times. Uh, well, you would think you were talking to someone who's been playing in the NFL for 10 years. If you talk to Bryce Young, you think you're talking to the president of Apple or something. Yeah, right. He's, you know. he's a, you know, people call him the CEO. He's incredibly charming. But I think all these young athletes have, you know, they grow up on Instagram and everything. They're just so polished at this Caleb point. Caleb Williams playing <laughs> this weekend against Colorado. Shador. I mean. Oh, they, I mean. They, they can stand up in front of any crowd. They look like they've been in the media, been talking to the media for two decades, and they're 19 years old. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I should mention, I do want to do this early on in the show. Today will be the last afternoon advice duck. So if you do have questions that you want to get in for the duck, the duck will be in the house. Wait, is the duck an early riser? Uh, the duck will be moving to mornings along with Perloff and I starting on Monday. So we'll hit that audience with why am I wearing a duck suit but anyway (laughs) we're going to continue on the duck 
uh, on a related note, we will be eating Peking duck. That will be tomorrow. Are you going to be wearing the duck costume while you eat the Peking duck? I think that's like abhorrent. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I think is that that's a is that important? Are you worried about the duck community? <laughs> I am. Everyone's got a community now, and they will come after you if you wrong. Like, the, is there a duck community? Not def- not ducks definitely. community. Duck community. No, there's got to be people who are all about ducks and saving ducks. Not just like PETA. People I mean, we know Jim Mercy is all about the whales, but I don't know yeah. if there's like a Save the Ducks organization. I guarantee they'll come out of the woodwork. They'll have a website, a foundation. There'll be a 501c3 whatever charity. There's duck <laughs> people out there. There is a store called Save the Duck USA. We Boom. respect animals. There you go. I don't, I don't need those people on my butt. You know? They have like puffer coats. As one does. <laughs> I know. I'm the president of that organization. Thank you for giving us some publicity. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Coming up, this is a real treat. Uh, anytime you get to talk to a Hall of Fame broadcaster, we take that opportunity. Jim Lampley has done it all. He has done boxing. He has done 12 Olympic Games, NFL, Indy 500, Wimbledon. I'm forgetting things. That's how much he's done. He's the soundtrack of boxing in this country and so much more. We get a chance to pick his brain coming up next. If you want to watch YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We get back to football. Deion Sanders, Colorado, taking on USC this weekend. Lots of NFL. We take a pause from that for a moment. Got a massive fight coming up this weekend. It's Canelo Alvarez against Jermel Charlo. And a very cool thing happening on PPV.com. Live streaming action Saturday, September 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And what a treat. Hall of Fame broadcaster... Jim Lampley is going to be a part of it, which is so cool. And Jim is good enough to join us right now. If you want to watch youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Jim, it's Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff. Great to see you. Great to have you back on a big time fight. Well, thank you very much. I genuinely appreciate that compliment. Uh, It's been a terrific thrill already to be here for a couple of days in my former second home, the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas. (laughs) Yeah walking the hallways, going into the media room, uh, reconnecting with people who, for the most part, I have not seen in four and a half, five years. Um, So uh, somewhat sentimental, uh, stimulating, exciting. I've been in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, teaching, taught for five semesters in the communications department at UNC. I'm there amid the serenity of the uh, pines and uh, the the other trees, etc. So to come back to Vegas and to be uh, here amid the uh, bustling energy of this scene, getting ready for uh, a big fight, walked out onto the strip the other night just to go out and experience it. And I'm old enough to say with some credibility, it was like an acid trip uh, <laughs> back in this truly hallucinogenic environment so uh looking forward to saturday night that's like hunter thompson it sounds yeah. like yeah that experience um we'll get aaron Rodgers yeah. on the line for you Jim. <laughs> what what did you miss the most in four and a half years what what part of calling these big fights uh did you really miss the fighters uh the, the fighters as human beings the fighters 
uh, as exemplars of their unique lives and their uniquely challenging uh, pursuit, uh, the level of emotional control and thought control it takes for fighters to do what they do and do it at uh, the highest possible level over the course of these uh, remarkably long and um, uh, challenging careers. Uh, so I've missed having the chance just to sit and talk with fighters and hear from them. Uh, this afternoon, I'm going to get a 10-minute period with Canelo and a 10-minute period with Jamel, and I'm uh, very excited uh, at the prospect of getting a chance to to talk with both of them. PPV.com this Saturday, September 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the live stream where Jim is going to be there co-hosting the viewer chat in real time. It's exclusively for the PPV.com viewers. It's so cool to be uh, providing that kind of commentary and to have Jim Lampley with boxing. It's like better than peanut butter and jelly. It just goes together. And, you know, Jim, you've been like the soundtrack of so many boxers' careers, and we could go through that. But there's so much more to your broadcasting career. You did the NFL. You did college football. You've done how many Olympic games? Like 12, 14, 14 14 Olympic games. Here's a question because Perloff and I talk so much football on this show. Do you ever wish that you stayed with football? No. Uh, If I, quote, stayed with football and uh, made that my exclusive focus, I wouldn't have gone to 14 Olympics and I wouldn't have called all the uh, prize fights that I called. And I'm not saying that I don't love football but um eventually organically uh through bizarre career circumstances i wound up as the blow-by-blow voice of abc sports boxing coverage somewhat as the inheritor to howard cosell in that role and then from there i ultimately migrated to hbo at a period when hbo was very clearly the broadcast pinnacle of the sport. And I say that not to get denigrate Showtime. They certainly came after us in a big and uh, exemplary way uh, as the years went by. But at the moment I went to HBO, it was the shrine of televised boxing. That was the best and most coveted chair uh, in that particular pursuit. And I got it. And and that was uh, really thrilling because if you go back to 1950, when I was six years old and my mother first sat me down in front of a television set to watch a sports event. That sports event was Sugar Ray Robinson versus Bobo Olson, their second fight for the middleweight championship of the world. So boxing was my birthplace uh, as a sports fan and boxing will be my final resting place. And that's uh, entirely logical. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue boxing is not exactly in the same place in the sports world as it was say 40 years ago, but what, what would you say is in your experience as a boxing fan, what was the height, the biggest moment where boxing, which fighter really took the national attention the most uh, ever since you saw that first fight with Sugar Ray Robinson? Sounds like you were hooked. What was sort of like the peak moment nationally for some people who might be too young to remember that? Well, of course, the bittersweet element of this is that it's it's about the fall of an icon rather than the uh, elevation of an icon. But the very first fight I ever called as a broadcaster was Mike Tyson versus Jesse Ferguson in upstate New York in 1987. I was assigned to boxing by a newly installed incoming president of ABC Sports whose first instinct about our division was, who is Jim Lampley and how do I get rid of him? And he was looking... <laughs> 
He was looking for a way to make me extremely uncomfortable and to get me to walk away from my contract. Of course, he didn't know that the first thing my mother had assigned me to see was uh, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson versus Bobo Olson. He didn't know that uh, Cassius Clay, ultimately Muhammad Ali, was my ultimate, most iconic, most emotional childhood hero. He knew none of that. You know, he, he just saw me as a guy that I uh, that he didn't want on his air. He didn't know that the division had just signed a uh, look-see, get-to-know-you contract with a 19-year-old heavyweight from upstate New York who was about to become the biggest thing in the global media culture. So all those things came together kind of poetically for me. Uh, couldn't have drawn it up, and uh, and it happened. And uh, and so, no, I, uh, I never said to myself, gee, I wish that I had focused on uh, football or I wish that I had uh, somehow gotten past Bob Coxus to be the primetime host at NBC instead of the daytime and late night hosts and things like that. Never said that. Boxing was my destiny and boxing was the right destiny and boxing moved my heart more than other sports. So I wound up in exactly the right place. And Jim Lampley is going to be part of PPV.com. They're live streaming all the action Saturday, September 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And that's where you can find Jim. I mean, you mentioned about Tyson. I said, Jim, you're the soundtrack for so many fighters' careers. I mean, Tyson, and we could go to Oscar De La Hoya and Lennox Lewis, and I could keep going on and on. I mean, these are boxers, and these were big personalities. What was the most surreal moment you've had broadcasting a fight the moment that did it you know maybe didn't take you oh out of your element but a moment you're like i can't believe i'm watching this i'm narrating this for an audience of millions well if you're talking about surreal that of course would be the moment when a guy in a uh man-made helicopter type <laughs> contraption landed on the ring apron in las, las vegas behind caesar's palace the night of the second fight between riddick bow and uh, evander holyfield but if it's pure boxing related um surely you can guess that it was that moment in a an almost completely silent 34,000 person crowd in an arena in Tokyo Japan when Buster Douglas as a 42 to 1 betting underdog uh after a fight which he has controlled and dominated all the way throws the four punch combination that drops Mike Tyson on his back and uh, and brings an end to all of the mythification of Tyson. And I'm sitting at ringside with uh, Ray Leonard and Larry Merchant. Can remember it like I was like it was yesterday. And and as the count is reaching seven, eight, nine, ten, my thought is, what am I going to say? What you know? What what can I possibly say that won't damage uh, this amazing moment of drama? which has taken place, do I just remain silent and let it play out, or is there something to say? And at that time, I lived in Hollywood, so thank you for the opportunity to name drop. Uh, at that time, I was developing and building a great friendship with the most meaningful movie actor of my generation, Jack Nicholson. And not too terribly long before that, on a golf course, I had asked Jack, Jack, when you're getting ready to shoot the, ful the fulcrum scene, the moment that really changes the way people feel about the movie what is it you're trying to keep in your mind as a mantra for that and he said lamp ever since the first moment of acting school it's always been the same thought don't overact so tyson's there on the canvas 
I'm headed toward that moment, I hear Jack in my head, don't overact. Mm. And therefore, the call is Mike Tyson has been knocked out. Pretty much in that tone, pretty much in that voice is still mine. Uh, and I, I, you know, you don't ever want to say something was perfect, but it was it was perfect in its understatedness. And uh, and it particularly in that arena where uh, thirty four thousand people were behaving as though it was the Ryder Cup. Uh, I, I <laughs> needed to be something other than American sportscaster hysterical at that moment. And I achieved it. So I'm proud of that one. I'm proud of other calls as well. But you said surreal. Uh, that was a surreal scene mm. and a surreal outcome. And it happened. We're talking about history and legacy here. We're talking to Jim Lampley. Uh, tell us what's at stake for Canelo Alvarez and where, you know, when you think about his, I know he has more boxing ahead, you know, starting this weekend. But when you think about his legacy, what's distinctive about Canelo to you? Um, legacy is the right word. Because what's distinctive is the uh, effective, long-term, fight-to-fight, moment-to-moment management of his career. Fighters do that from the inside out. You know, they, we, we all uh, have been brought up by boxing movies and boxing lore to believe that managers and trainers have enormous influence over the fighters. Uh, Tyson was purely the product of Customato. Ali was the product of Angelo Dundee. Etc. Etc. I don't believe that. It's it's an extremely deeply personal insular sport. Canelo is where he is and where he was uh, as the result of decisions that Canelo has made all along the way for a very long career. Fifty nine wins, two losses, and two draws. And by the way, how's this for a coincidental perspective statistic going into this fight? He's fifty nine two and two. Tremel Charlo is. Uh, 35, one and one, added up 94, three and three. They have had 100 fight results between them. Mm. They are 94, three and three. (laughs) So think of the consistency of that over a long period of time. Think of the day to day training devotion it takes to get to that. And, and that's uh, what I'm focused on going into Saturday night is who is Canelo now? And after everything he has invested in this, and everything he's put into this. Uh, he made a matchmaking mistake in fighting Dimitri Bivol. There was nobody in the Western world who was clamoring for Canelo Alvarez to fight Dimitri Bivol. He didn't have to do that. I don't know who talked him into <laughs> it, whether it was him or somebody else. But you, you fight somebody who's longer, taller, uh, fundamentally bigger, has an Olympic gold medal, has an immaculate professional career, has all the craft. Why do you do that? I'm not sure what it was that prompted him to do that. And from the first moment that they're in the ring together, you can see, oh, matchmaking mistake. Uh, he he must have underestimated exactly what this is. So now that knocks him out of the number one pound for pound perch. Did Canelo want to retire number one pound for pound? No question in mm. my mind about that. Does he also want to retire as the number one greatest Mexican fighter of all time? No question in my mm. mind. He's an extremely proud man. So now he has put a chink in that armor. He's kind of threatened those identities. And and he needs to do whatever he can at this stage to begin to regain those identities before retirement arrives, because you know it's going to arrive. It's somewhere down mm-hmm. the road. 
Jim, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Thank you so much for the great stories. And we can't wait for this PPV.com. Very cool. Live streaming all the action Saturday, September 30th, 8 p.m. Eastern. This is the big Canelo Alvarez, Jamel Charlo fight. The fact that Jim Lampley is a part of it is, uh, is great for us boxing fans. So thank you, Jim. Thank you to both of you. I really enjoyed this. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Jim. All right. That's the one and only Jim Lampley. I mean, Jim talking about sitting down at a party, you know, when he's a child and watching this, you know, boxing match that changed his life. He's that for a lot of people yeah. who were watching Tyson and Buster Douglas. Yeah. And he put it so perfectly. And Jim used to have the great, they're fighting in a phone booth was always like when you know. Those are like my my favorite Lampley-isms, you know. Oh, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Just the coincidence of sort of fine like his boss didn't really want him to do boxing and <laughs> yeah, he right. just accidentally yeah. put him on this kid in upstate new york yeah. who was probably going to go nowhere uh that is unbelievable i used to love harold letterman you know would oh, be yeah. like the scoring everything yeah, harold, oh, all I right know. jim i've got it teddy yeah. <laughs> so it's so good yeah no, uh, i think it's funny about boxing yeah you might not follow day to day but it's like imprinted on your sports memories like yeah. all of us Definitely. All right, we get back to football in just a moment. The one thing that no one is talking about when it comes to both Deion Sanders at Colorado and there's an NFL tie-in as well. We do all of that next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 